Thank you, family. We're so honored to be back. Thank you, Tom and Katie, for having us back. We didn't do such a bad job, it seems, last time. So uh, they, they let us come back, you know. You, you. But guys, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You know, we see you on Facebook and we get even closer, but there's nothing like being here with you guys, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, like I said to so many, it's like, I, it's so annoying. You, you, you knock on the, you know, your laptop screen or whatever and you see the person, but to see you live and to give a hug, that's, that's for me very special. I totally moonlight on your YouTube. Yeah, yeah we totally do. Totally do. So. Every, now, every Sunday, every now and again, I check in and say like, mm, yeah. what are they up to? Yeah, oh, there yeah, goes yeah. Tom again. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared, what to- are you Tom's doing? stage again. I can Jared, you're in, the fr- you. you're in the front of the camera again, Jared. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the thing about live stream. You know, the whole world can watch, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, sometime in this world, in Mexico, we're watching. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it is much better to be here today. Is, Thank you is. so much, guys, for having us. That was a fantastic service so far. And yes. We just gotten started. Oh, yes. We just yes. gotten started. We, we're going to have so much more fun here today. Mm-hmm. But um, is there something else you want to share? I just wanted to share. You know, when you guys were praying today, the Lord just impressed on me. There are so many of you that are trying to push through the ceilings that you are facing right now. And you're frustrated. You're saying, Lord, I'm crying out. I want to break free. I want to go to that next level. I know that you have that next level for me. But the Lord says there's a price to pay. And that price is the weakest point in your life. Because, folks, if you're going to pierce anything, you go for the weakest spot. And God needs to, and I'm afraid to say it, it's the shame. It's the the guilt. It's whatever you're carrying right now in your heart. I know you do not want to go there. I know that you're saying, Lord, I am, that, that is the ugly me. That is the person that I never want to look at. But God is saying, your Jesus is saying, my child, if I can just pierce that, my glory can shine forth. So my child, do not try and cover up the ugly. Do not try and cover up the shame that you carry because my child, I went to Calvary for that. And so my child, if you will just allow me to pierce that weakness, if you allow me to go there, I will fix you. I will be there to cover you. I'm not going to expose you to the world. That's not me. Satan came to just expose and to tear down and to pull you down and make you feel little. But I want to raise you up because you are my precious child. And so child, let me go there. Allow me to bring those into your lives that can help you break free. Because when you do, you will become the vessel I've called you to. You are called to be my kings and my princesses, to my queens to stand and to rule and reign over this world. And you cannot do that when shame is a part of you. So break free now. And so I'm just going to pray very quickly. I don't want to take too much. Father, I just thank you for each and every one. I thank you that as you just work on their hearts right now, that they will reject the lies of the enemy that say that they cannot break free, that this is too much. It's too, too great a price to pay. I thank you, Father, that as they just allow you to go there, that you will launch the wound. You will clear it. 
and you will bring the, bring the healing that they've been crying out for. And in so doing, Lord, you will transform them into the vessel. They will break free to this new level that you called them to. And I thank you, Father, that every time that they come back to this place, because they will come back. We are always seeking to go to the next level. When they come here, that you will remind them that you are there to cover the weaknesses, to pierce the veil, and to take them to the next level. And I just thank you for it, Lord. I just speak that blessing, that peace, that love, and that ever-tangible presence of you, Jesus, in their lives. And I just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus always meets us in our brokenness. Yes. I love what you said about going higher. We, we seek to go higher. We want to go higher. And you're like, more, Lord, more of your presence, more, more, more of you, more of what you want in my life. And in that moment, it feels like, what just happened to my life? <laughs> it's so true. Like, <laughs> like the minute you start crying out to God for more, I promise, all that ugly you, all the pressures, all the problems start coming up. And you're like, no, listen, we need to rethink this conversation. I said, more, Lord, let's go higher. <laughs> yeah. But it's about piercing the veil. It is. We, come on, guys. Talk to me about your greatest encounter. Mm. Was it when you were having like the best day? Because that didn't happen with me. I don't, ex- I, I haven't, I can't say, now that moved me. That was a powerful move of God when I was having a good day. Because I didn't feel like I needed God when I was having a good day. Because I got this, Jesus. Yep, yep. But step, when, yeah. Step aside, let me show you how to yeah, do it. Ooh, I got this, we're good. Yes, that's going to work out well. But our greatest encounters, they take place when we're broken. Yes. But I love what you said about shame, Craig. When we're broken, the hardest part about feeling broken, and that's it. We we know we're broken. We're not Uh stupid. Come on. We know we're broken. But knowing you're broken and feeling you're broken Mm. are two very different things. And to experience Jesus, you need to feel the brokenness. Mm. And that is what we run away from. And so you get in the presence of the Lord like this, you, you know, you get into this praise and worship like we did today, and then those nasty little feelings come up. <laughs> it's so true. And you're like, yeah, but I'm in the presence of the Lord. Yep. Why do I feel this way? Because He wants to meet you in your brokenness, but you keep telling God that you're okay, you're fixed enough, you got this, I'm sorted. And He's like, but don't you get it? Mm-hmm. I want my glory to be shown through your weakness, Amen. through your brokenness. Yes. But we don't like to feel the broken. No. We just want to patch it up and say, make it go away, make it go away. Yep. Let's get into the presence of Jesus so why it could go away. Yep. Why can't you sit there and be broken a while? Yep. Yes. Why can't you just sit there and be broken so you can pierce the veil? Amen. Mm. Let Him reach you mm. in your shame. Sit there and feel shame. Listen, who said it was a sin to feel shame? Who said it was a sin to feel broken? Who said it was a sin to feel sad? It's an emotion. Emotions aren't sin. It's what we do with it that define us, right? So why don't you allow yourself to feel terrible in the presence of the Lord instead of feeling terrible in the world and then using the world to make your terrible go away? It's so true. I mean, we think about it. Just think about this, folks. You, you, you think that this is such a bad thing, but Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, what did He say? Take this cup from me. Mm. He even, He even didn't want it. He didn't want this. He even had, the, 
I don't want to do this. I, I really, you know, Dad, I know you're calling me to do this, but I really don't want to do this. <laughs> but I tell you what, if it really is your will, okay, I'd submit to it. And in that weakness, guys, he made a choice that changed our lives. And that is the point. In the weakness is where the power is. I love what you said because I can testify to that. Guys, I have had so many times where, yeah, anger issues, narcissism, you want to name it? I had it. And it was at that point where I said, you know what, Jesus? You and I need to speak because we have two options today. The option is this. Either you fix me because I can't handle this shame. I'm, I'm coming to you in weakness and in shame. Either you fix me or you take me home. I'm not going to play the middle line. Yeah, I'm a prophet, guys. You know, just, that's just me. It's black or white. And it was like, I am not going to play this game. I'm not going to because I am not going to hurt my loved ones. I'm not going to carry on as this monster in my life hurting people that I love. I don't want to, after my episodes, have to stop and look at my, my loved ones and see the hurt on their faces that I created. It was like, okay, Jesus, we have a choice. I'm going home with you today, or you're fixing me so that I can be the man of God you've called me to be. And he did a work. But I had to get to the point where I couldn't get up anymore. I had to be at the point where I was so low that it was only Jesus who could pick me up. And in that shame and in that humility of having to look at what I had created in the past and that humility of it, I could say, okay, now God can do a work in me. And guys, it's, it's, it's an ongoing process because we have the flesh within us that mm. continues to fight. And if we can just win every little battle, we win a war down the road. And that's what it's about, guys. It's about winning today's battle. Win today's battle. Because as you win today's battle, you win tomorrow's war. And that is what it's about. It's not about today. You're going to overcome today. But when that war is over and you stand with Jesus right beside you, you know He did a work in you and only He could have done that work in you. And that's what He wants for you today. I want you to rise up. Amen. I want you to break free. And so. don't be so quick. Don't be so quick. Yes. Don't be so quick. Yes. Be deliberate. Yes. Be crushed and go through. Yep. Face your reality. Can we just take a minute here, people? Whoa. To yes. face the reality of what we're not? Yes. You know, everybody... We're always seeking for our identity. What is my calling? What can I do? What are my accomplishments? What is my grace? Yes. The hardest things for us to face isn't all of that. It's what we're not. Yeah. Where we keep hitting our head against the wall. Yes. How I'm unaccomplished, the failures I do make, and we want to do, 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 and do all the good things. Why? To hide all the things we can't do. Yes. But I've come to realize in working with so many people through the years, is that it's what we can't do mm. and who we are not that kind of defines us more sometimes so true. than what we yes. can do. And we always try and hide yes. that so much. But yeah. when you do that, you're hiding your identity. Mm -hmm. Your limitation is as much part of you as what you excel at. Yes. But you, you, you're so ashamed about your limitation. You, you're so frustrated at your limitation that you're like, ah, oh, if we could just get over this little hump in the road and get onto the good stuff. Yep. Well, then you're rejecting a whole side of yourself. Yes. 
His strength is made perfect in our in our weakness. Guys, you want to see a revival here? You want to see a move of God? Then it's time to get weak. <laughs> it's time to get weak. It's time to get real. Yes. It's time to get vulnerable. Yeah. It's time to admit your shame and face it. Mm -hmm. Huh? You can't revive something that's alive. You know, why is it called revival? <laughs> it's true. Have you ever just considered the word for five minutes? <laughs> revival. What do you revive? That which is dead. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to come to the throne looking so very alive with our song and our dance. I'm going to talk a bit about that today if we ever get there, if the Holy Spirit lets me, but let's just keep going. I'm sorry. You put prophets up here, anything could happen. <laughs> so we're like, Lord, we want revival. We want a move of your spirit. We want the next level. We want your, yes, Lord, we've got everything in place. He's like, oh my goodness, fantastic. Would you die? Yeah. Could you die already? Like, no, no, like, legit, we were like, revival, Lord, yeah. we want revival. Yeah. He said, the, the church I, is on fire, we need revival. Yeah, the church is on fire, we need revival, yeah, right? So it work. And he's like, have you actually read your dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, God, you can, like, change nature, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, but, but guys, re revival comes... Yeah. from that which is dead. Just look at every <laughs> revival that ever came upon the church. Yes. Please do. Why was revival needed? <laughs> Why did we need the Pentecostal revival, you guys? Because, well, they didn't have speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. The gifts of the Spirit weren't manifest. Things were kind of dead. No, it is. Dead, dead, okay. dead. Church, you're not dead enough. You're just still looking too alive to me for revival. <laughs> and look, that's okay. This church is alive. Hallelujah. And Hallelujah. you're proud of that though. Yes. <laughs> it's not getting the memo yet. How can God revive that which is alive? Mm. How can God revive that which is alive? When our boast is that we're so alive, well, then what's He got to revive? You sorted. You got this. You got this. <laughs> Amen. Your vessel's full already. What's He going to do? Just top you up? Well, that's fine too. Guys, you just walked in an apostolic era. Welcome. Mm. Oh, yes. Welcome. Yeah. Mm. When we come to the cross and we are crucified with Him, we are resurrected. Mm. We are resurrected. We don't just live. Jesus, yes. he didn't come from the cross and then carry on his daily life walking with his disciples. Mm -hmm. He did that at the beginning. He was alive. He was born and he was alive, right? Yep. We're in a live church. Good. We need to be a dead church. Mm -hmm. Because then we can be a resurrected church. Because when he was resurrected, he was resurrected in power and sat at the right hand of the Father and he continues to intercede for that power in our midst every single day. You want to go through the process, pay the price. And you know what's amazing about dying? The flesh stays on the cross. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Your pain, yes. it stays on the cross. And you know what the hardest thing is about dying? Oh my goodness, this is like the worst part. It's not up to you. <laughs> yes. You can't kill yourself. That's suicide. That's a crucifixion. 
You can't crucify yourself. Jesus didn't crucify himself. He was perfect. A perfect, perfect man, son of God. And he couldn't crucify himself. He needed nasty Roman soldiers, not even those he loved. Those that opposed him, hated his people, abused his people. They're the ones that crucified him. Can I ask you today, church, who's crucifying you? Who's crucifying you? Who's making you dead? And you're like, man, what's this warfare? God's like, it's okay. I'm just making you dead a little while. <laughs> no, but Lord, we're in a live church. He's like, yeah, that's the problem, see? Because I need a resurrected revival church. And that's what he's bringing. He is birthing revival here. Yes. He is birthing revival. But first we go to the cross. Yes. And so that, that pressure that's on you, unfair oh especially the unfair oh my goodness it better be unfair because that can't be Jesus that is not my Jesus Jesus wouldn't allow me to have to submit to a boss that is so mean yeah you heard the word of God Jesus wouldn't have me to submit to dominating leaders that won't let me have my way. That is not the nature of Jesus. Listen, how much nature of Jesus did those Roman soldiers have when they were crucifying him? Exactly. Oh, just this is going to be a little tap. It might pinch a little. It's uncomfortable, you guys. Why are you putting me under this pressure, Jesus? That's not you. Jesus sweated blood. The pressure that he must have been under to sweat blood. And we're a little upset because we have a deadline that we can't reach. It's like, guys, we got to get past this. And every time you go through a season, and this is the thing, guys, and, and this is where it's at. It doesn't, it's not a once thing. You're going to go through seasons of life. Because if you want to walk in a grace, well, you're going to have to die for it, aren't you? And then you're going to resurrect oh. within the glory of it. But guess what? Oh, yeah. You decide, oh, no, I want to add to this glory. Or I want to <laughs> add to. So Jesus says, sure, no problem. Let's start again. Because we have to improve, right? A building, a building you, want to, you want to improve on it. Well, sometimes you demolish it right down and start again. Because, you, you know, you got the land. God gave you the land. But if you want to improve the building, well, we have to trash it to start something new. And it's like, well, your building's old. We need to trash it. Let's start new. So let's do it. Let's trash it so that you can have this glorious mansion that God's called you to. You know, the hardest part of the process is not recognizing what God's doing. Yes. Yes. You start saying, okay, Lord, this is, this is not the playbook. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're a God of healing. You're a God of financial prosperity. You're a God of blessing. So... What's up with this? Yes. You know, uh, things, bad things are happening. Like, I don't feel well. I get sick. The finances side. People are opposing me. Where's the favor of God that's yeah. supposed to come upon me and overtake me? And you start, it challenges what you believe, what you think. Mm-hmm. The grace, the Jesus that you know. Yeah. But listen, your relationship with Jesus is one thing. Your process to become more is another. Yes. And to be able to be glorified, to be resurrected means going through the fire. The hardest part about going through the fire is like getting it. Mm-hmm. Like all of us, you know, if you go to the gym and you're working out and your muscles are hurting, you're like, there is purpose in my pain and there better be. 
And you just, you will keep pressing through, yep. right? Because there's purpose in your pain. When, when you don't realize God's the one taking you through the fire, it can be a little bit discouraging. Yes. You're like, okay, did I miss God? Am I walking in sin? Um, you know, did, are these princes, the devil did it. The devil did it. It's the The devil got in. I just need to repent more. I need to pray harder. No, you need to die. You need to just die, you guys. And you know, the great thing about dying is you're not in control no more. No. You're not in control anymore. You're not in control of your righteousness. You're not in control of your shame. You're not in control of your sin. You're not in control of your future. Your life is in His hands. And in that moment, I'd say you're ready for revival. Yes. Yes. That is the price God is asking of you to pray. In your individual lives, each one of you have your own journey. And as a church, we rejoice therefore, Mm. the Bible tells us. Yes when tribulations and trials come upon us, that our faith, though much more precious than gold, be tried in the fire and be found under glory. But you know that tried in the fire part, we're like, oh, that sounds so romantic. No, no, it's really not, you guys. It's horrible. Heat, drought. Especially when you don't know what's going on. You're like, what is up with that, Jesus? I'm just trying to do your work. Why this opposition? Why this pressure? It's like, you're not the vessel you need to be. Let go. Why are you still trying to control your process? Mm. Why are you still trying to control your call? Why are you trying to tell me what anointing you have? What call you have? What you want to do for me? How you want to do it for me? Can you just sit down and shut up? Get up on that cross and let me speak to you? (laughs) When we let go and realize we can't do anything about it. We may be likened to his death. But then we are likened to his resurrection. And that is where the power is. That is why we go through what we go through. There's a lot of you here who are going through that fire and you feel ashamed and guilty. You feel like you let God down. You feel like you failed. You feel like you sinned. You feel like you let the devil in somewhere because you're like, oh man, that shouldn't have happened. And I'm here to tell you it's fire. Amen. It's fire, trial by fire. He is shaping you. It's not what happened to you. What is coming out at the other side? Is your faith stronger? Yes. Then you're ready for resurrection and power. That's so good. Hoo-wee, well, that wasn't the the message on worship that I was going for. I know you've got one more thing. No, no, actually, that was I'm, it. I'm just going to be quiet for once and actually allow you to speak. Okay. So. I saw that. He's like, you got this, Without babe. that, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to introduce you know, my wife, Colette. She's got a powerful message today. Um, <laughs> love you guys. Oh, my goodness. I love it when the Holy Spirit takes over. I, I, I can apologize to you guys later. Her apostles are very kind to us. They give us a lot of leeway, leeway with their family, but there's a very good reason why they give us so much leeway with you guys. And that's because they know this one thing. They know how much we love you. And hopefully they know how much we love them too. And we would never stand up here and give you a message if we didn't know that it was gonna draw you closer to Jesus because that is everything 
that is everything to us, but sometimes to draw closer. We need to remove the veil, you guys. Let your veils go. Let your struggle go. Embrace your reality. Embrace the ugly. He does accept you the way that you are, but good. Now let's move on to the next level. Amen. So, by the end of this message, every single one of you are going to prophesy in song today. We are about, I know, all the psalmists and prophets in the house are like, yes, I've been praying for this. Absolutely, because this is a house that worships. This is a house that worships. That's why we all get on so long and so well, because we're, we're all worshipers here as well. And as I share a bit on worship today, I'm going to make it super practical. Yes, you're going to stand up, you're going to sing, you're going to do your thing. This is going to be completely interactive. We're going to get real chill and have a whole lot of fun together. This is a family get together. You know, every Sunday, I don't know what you guys do with your families, but we always get together for Sunday lunch afterwards. And there's so much noise and there's a lot of food and there's chaos because we're family. And that's what we do. And that's what we're doing today. We're going to be family and we're going to have a whole lot of fun in the presence of the Lord. I want to begin with Ephesians 5, verses 18 to 22. Ephesians 5, 18. That is the coolest thing. You hand out Bibles in your church. I have never seen that before. Now, if there were iPads, I would be taking one. But that's also okay. That's also okay. <laughs> Ephesians five eighteen to 22. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is, right? That just like went right in there. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. But this is where it starts getting good. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Now there's something you need to know about Craig. Oh, he doesn't know the story. He has... He has this issue. He has this issue. And it's a, it's a problem because we have four kids, three of them being girls. And, and it's like, I've tried to get it out of him for some time now, but I've still got to work at it. You know, us wives, we're really called to God to train our husbands. I'm trying. God knows. But he absolutely refuses to watch musicals. How can you be the father of three girls and not want to watch Frozen again and again and again? And every time there's another musical, I think, no, this time it's gonna be different. And I, I pull all my teacher skills, the gifts of the Spirit, and my prophetic grace, and I'm like, my love, this time it's gonna be different. Listen to your wife. The greatest showman is gonna be epic. This one's very different. The songs are different. It's not too bad. There's a real storyline. You're gonna love it. And of course, everybody's on my side because everybody chooses mom's side. That's how it is. Just, it's how it is. 
And so all of the team are like, yeah, it's going to be great. This is awesome. And of course, we're all prophets. We all love music. And we watch this movie. And at the end of the movie, everybody's singing, this is me. And we are like, if you've seen it, you get it. If you haven't seen it, it's okay. And you know, we are like, and then Craig's like, kill me now. Just kill me. I'm like, babe, how can you just not be in the spirit here? Can't you see we're having a good time? This is fun for us. And you know, the thing is probably why he hates it so much is because no matter how much he just like suffered through, those songs rung in his head again and again and again. He didn't like them. He didn't want to know them. But as he lay in bed that night, they played over and over. And he's like, this is your fault. You did this to me. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is the power of music. Whether it is godly or ungodly, it is in our DNA as human beings to be drawn to music. It is part of who we are. It's so natural. When this little girl here learns to stand, I promise you, every worship, she will be up here bouncing on her little legs, clapping her little hands, because music is part of our DNA. We are born with a desire. It connects us, not just to the Lord, but to each other. And that is what I wanna bring us to today. You know what I love about the scripture in Ephesians is it doesn't say speaking to the Lord in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. It says, speak to one another. Speak to one another. Now, we got worship down as a church. Totally got it down. We know how to make the connection with the Father. We know how to sing in the Spirit and make the connection with Him. But that is not all worship is for. That is not what music is for. We're talking about hymns and songs and spiritual songs. Now what are these? This is poetry. This is, this is expressing our doctrines through song. But what I'm focusing on today is gonna be the spiritual songs. And guess what? Every single one of you can sing your own musical. But you have to do it in the bathroom alone. Because some people may not like your music, which is okay. We're all individuals here. And that is what makes it beautiful, isn't it? But we neglect the side of our spiritual lives as believers. Let's go back to how that verse started. And do not be drunk with wine. Doesn't that seem like, well, geez, Paul, why didn't you just come out of the box swinging? Like, what has that even got to do with what he says further on? Don't be drunk with wine, rather do this. Why is he making this comparison? Because this, this feeling of when we are in worship, this feeling that we have when we have spiritual songs, it, makes, it creates a euphoria. Let me use it like that. It creates a euphoria. It takes away our problems. Oh my goodness. It takes away our problems. You know, we were just speaking to you guys about come to Jesus with the yuck. Come to Him with the problems. Come to Him with the pain. Well, what's wrong with that? You go to your Netflix with your pain. You go to your world, you go onto your chocolate with your pain and your ice cream, you know who you are. I know the truth. 
We all have. I go to my coffee sometimes with my pain. And being real, yeah, I know, I touched a soul point there. Too far. Why can't we come to Jesus with our pain to experience the euphoria that would take the pain away? Why did so many end up in drugs, in alcohol, in lifestyles you know you shouldn't have? You crave the euphoria, right? But it's built into our spirits. In fact, it's natural to crave it. It's natural to want that sense of euphoria, that sense of peace, that sense of well-being. And it's already built into us, in our spirits. And this is where community comes in. Jesus wants to draw us into the best experience of our lives with Him. Think about that. How powerful is it? 1 Corinthians 14, 15. What is the conclusion then? So come on guys, what do you think about it? I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with understanding. You guys know the stuff, right? I wanna focus on the second part. It says, I will sing. I will sing with the Spirit and I will also sing with understanding. When we sing with the Spirit and we sing with understanding, we are filled, which is what Paul was talking about in Ephesians 5 over there. To be filled with the Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine. That's a bad idea. Rather, come here and be filled. Now, when you look up this word filled, it means to be satisfied, to be content, to feel like everything is a-okay. He says, come and do that. Get filled in the Spirit. Get satisfied in His presence. And the way to do that is through spiritual songs. Every single one of you sitting here have a song in you. Every single one of you has a spiritual song in you. Just like every single one of you has a prayer language, you also have a spiritual song. Now, it's powerful when you think about it. What is it about melody? What is it about music that changes the narrative? Why is it that somebody could stand up and read a scripture or read something to me and I have to say, man, what did he say again? But... Did any of you grow up on those old style hymns that they made you learn again and again and again, right? Then you remembered the scripture, which is of course why they were written in the first place. When you added melody to the poetry, you remembered why? Because singing is spiritual. When you sing the song, when you sing the words, you engage both your spirit and your soul and your body, making a full connection, which creates a sense of being filled and completeness and that euphoria that you need. You're doing that in the presence of the Lord. You will experience healing. You will experience change. You will experience Him. That is why it's not enough just to prophesy. That's great that you do. But when you sing that prophecy, you're engaging spirit and soul and body and you are resonating. You are resonating with the Spirit. Every single one of you, as unique as your prayer language is, every single one of you also have a song. And it may be a song that's off key, it's a song unto the Lord, okay? It is a song unto the Lord and it's absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful to Him. Our worship is an incense that rises up into the heaven. You guys like totally got that down 
beautiful fragrance, beautiful perfume poured out to Him. But that's only the first step of worship. Worship isn't one way, you guys. Worship actually is three ways. Worship goes up, but then worship should come down, and then worship should go forth. And when you experience all three, you experience revival in your spirit first, in your family, in your community, and in your nation. To be able to sing in the spirit does so much more than just creating a good song. You release a force into this earth that brings about massive change. Zephaniah 3.17. Oh, I love the imagery Love the imagery of this verse. The Lord God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He, he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Now we spend a lot of time worshiping him. When was the last time you allowed him to worship over you? because that's what I'm gonna teach you today. You see, a connection goes both ways, you guys. You're making the connection up, but did he pick up the phone and speak back? To make true connection with anyone, there needs to be a back and forth. Then relationship is forged. Once relationship is forged, then we can share that relationship with others. You can't just keep throwing up your incense and think that you've made a connection. The connection happens when the rain comes back down. And when the rain comes back down, that's what we hand out to others. And that is what God has called us to do in worship. And that's exactly what I'm gonna teach you. And guys, it's so much easier, so much easier than you realize. Why? Because it's in our DNA. It's in our DNA, you know, Rebecca, She's my youngest daughter, and she used to sing before she could speak. She was just one of those kids. Um, I was pregnant with her when I was in the worship band. I was the drummer. And so I was playing drums right up until like the day she was born. So if she really was tired and wanted to fall asleep as a little one, she'd crawl up to the bass drum and just kind of lie her head on it like this while I was playing and she'd fall right asleep. So like music's totally in her DNA, you know? And when she was a little baby, she would just lie in her crib and she'd be, ah, ma. She was singing way before she was talking. It was just in her DNA. In fact, it's in all of the kids' DNAs. They, what, what is the first thing they do? They're making sing-song sounds. They love to praise, they love to worship. Get a bunch of youth together. Come on, you know how to get the youth active. Give them music. Well, what happened to the children? What happened to the children? Why can't we be children again? Why can't we be children again and be, be foolish enough, stupid enough, silly enough to experience Jesus enough? So, are you guys game? It's very, very simple. Step one, two, three. It's why I'm here, guys. I'm keeping this real short and simple. We've had a beautiful, long worship, and I just want, I just want you all in the presence of Jesus. That's what I want. That's what I came here to do. And come here to sound good. I came here to pull something out of you, something you've all buried, that little child you've all buried there. Let's pull it out. From what the Tom and Katie have shared with me, you guys, 
at least most of you are spirit-filled. You do know how to sing in tongues. Like I said, you got the first part down. You've got this. It's like Paul told us, you're gonna sing in the spirit and then you're gonna sing with your understanding. I'm gonna ask um, Rebecca and Nate to come up with some water because it's dry up here. Thank you, take care. And I'm gonna demonstrate for you exactly what I'm gonna ask each and every single one of you to do. First, <laughs> first we're going to sing in the Spirit. And we're gonna keep it really gritty, really authentic, really simple. And then we're going to sing in our native tongue, in our understanding. So we're gonna sing in tongues, we're gonna worship. You guys already did that. You got this down, this should take you like five seconds, right? To make the connection. We're gonna connect. But then the part I want you to do is I want you to pull on heaven. And I want you to experience this verse right here in Zephaniah. Because today, Jesus wants to sing over you. Jesus wants to sing over every single one of you. He wants to tell you something. He wants to romance you. He wants to win your heart. He wants to take you to a place where you don't need all of those other things anymore because you feel continually filled. Because you go from this worship meeting, having done all your praise and you still feel empty. For a short time that you're in His presence, it feels great. But you've got to take it out with you. And there's only one way. And that's to let Him worship over you. Can somebody give me a guitar and one of these mic stands here? I'm just gonna do a guitar, just the three of us. I'm gonna demonstrate it, and then I'm gonna have you guys stand up, and I will just lead you through it, okay? Thank you. Whatever's plugged in. I'm sure they have a pick. I'm gonna put this mic up for you. Is that one better? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I know, right? The shorty in the room's like, I totally get you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, it's fine, love. If this one's plugged in, we're good. Yep. Can it's we just, ready, ready. just, yeah. again, the short one, can you tighten the strap? Yep. Go ahead, put it on. Alrighty, so I'm just gonna take three simple chords. And you know what's great about our modern era, you guys, is that you can get an app, GarageBand. Like seriously, you can make entire compositions on your, your device these days, so no excuses. And all we're gonna do is we're gonna take three simple chords. I'm gonna take the key of D, D, G, D, A. It's a major chord, super easy. I suggest you learn three chords and they're D, G, and A. Write them down, look them up. It's not very complicated. If you only ever learn three musical chords in all of your lives, these are those three chords. You go home, you say to your spouse, the apostle said, I had to learn D and G and A to worship Jesus. Yeah. Three chords, that's all. I mean, you could get away with one. So we're just gonna go D, because D is the main chord. 
and go up to G. And go back to D, G, and A. Does it play get me? And we're not going to do anything fancy. You know, when I'm in, having a quiet time with someone that I really appreciate, I don't get fancy. In fact, the longer you know someone, the more fun you have doing simple things, right? Because you get each other. So this isn't about the coolest riff you just learned and saw on YouTube. Jesus don't need your riffing, y'all. He just needs D and G and A. You know how many big, big songs in this world have been written in the quarter D? Simple little humble chord. That's all I'm gonna do, just those three chords. And then we're gonna connect. We're just gonna sing in tongues real easy. Every single one of you can do this. You can just join us. Follow our lead. while you're singing in tongues. Very important. Focus. For those of you who are prophetic, you'll get this. When you're singing in tongues like that, you're gonna see things in the Spirit. It's almost like Jesus takes you on a little journey, right? So when you sing in tongues, I want you to do more than hear the melody. Sing out a key, it doesn't really matter. The point is you're just worshiping, right? But worship in spirit and in soul and in truth. Worship with all of your soul, which is your mind, emotion and will, right? So don't just worship with words. I want you to see it. I want you to feel it. I want you to hear and smell, engage your senses. What are you seeing when you worship? When you sing it in tongues like that, what are you seeing? Do you see a waterfall? Do you see a meadow? Do you feel peace? I don't know. Good. Whatever it is you see when you're singing in tongues, press into that. Press into that. Get lost in it. It's just you and Jesus. Forget everybody else around you, okay? Get lost in that. Give it a try. If you feel uncomfortable like somebody judging you, because you know, we judge each other. That's what we do. We're family. Family judges. We do. It's face your reality, people. So just, just move a little away from the judger. Scoot away. Find another seat and just like, it's me and Jesus, okay? And go sing off key in your corner. Jesus got you.
beautiful. See how easy it is? Okay, you just connect it with Him. Can He sing over you? Okay, so we're gonna show you how we do it. And then I'm gonna lead you into this for your own private time, okay? Huh. I said to Tom, I was like, the Lord's having me do something kind of weird because we're all worshippers. This is our private time. This is what we do for hours by ourselves because this is how we connect with the Lord. And we, so we're bringing our intimacy time here for all of you guys to be a part of because Jesus wants to meet you today. He wants to give you a new song. Well, I should say He wants to draw the song out of you that's already in there. So we're gonna switch to English now. I'm gonna show you how we do it. And I'm going to lead you into it for yourself, okay? got his hand on your shoulder, okay? It's just you and him. Nobody else there.
there's a song in each and every one of you. So, we're going to sing in tongues a little bit again together, okay? And then we're going to switch to English. And every single one of you are going to find that song. So you're going to sing in tongues. And then when we switch to English, I want you to switch to English. And I want you to sing the most ridiculous thing that comes up out of your spirit. You see, because it's just a song, right? It's just a spiritual song. Have you ever seen the little ones? Like, are my kids the only ones that just kind of like made songs up as they were playing? They just like made stuff up, the most ridiculous things, and then just sang it and made it a thing? It's just a song. It's just a spiritual song. But you might find that as you're singing that song that Jesus is talking to you and He's worshipping over you and He's ministering to you. Let Him minister to you today, each and every one of you. You don't have to have a great voice. Like I said, if you feel awkward singing next to someone that can hear you sing, just, just move aside. It's between you and Jesus. It doesn't matter if you're off key. It doesn't matter if you fumble your words and it doesn't matter if it doesn't rhyme. It's about experiencing Him. Come on. You see, now I can't sing sitting down, but that's just a me thing. So if you feel more comfortable standing up, going to the back of the hall, finding a quiet space, please do. You have complete liberty to keep your shoes on, take your shoes off. I don't know, is this a shoes on or off kind of church? I don't know. But you just go and uh, find your comfortable place. Yeah, you do that. And let's meet Jesus. to sing in English the first thing that comes to your mind if you only see pictures sing the pictures
see the Holy Spirit breathe a fresh wind on you. Bring that new breath in your spirit, new life. Some of you have been hitting a plateau and you're saying, I need you to break past this plateau now. I need you to take that step of faith and break past. Break past your fear. about music is you can be so foolish <laughs> you can be so silly like a child come on don't think I don't know that many of you went to clubs you did stupid things you look stupid for the world right well why can't we just do that for Jesus why can't we just be the authentic us and just be the authentic us. Be filled with Him. Have some fun with Him. I'm just so sorry. I just can't do it. I just feel so hindered. I'm trying to be proper. That was as proper as it gets. I'm sorry. So I love this church so much. They get me. We got a few more minutes. 
I don't mind being my authentic self for you guys. Do you mind being your authentic self for Jesus?
war I give you a sword To fight Stand on your feet Pick up your crown Shall take your land Right now We're on army Sent by the king Hoeing this ground It's shaking We're on army Sent by the king Pick up your swords And sing Praise of Jesus. Real sweet. Real gentle. That's Him singing over you. Every day, especially in the toughest parts of your day. Next time you're cooking, doing laundry, driving in the car, I want you to sing in tongues. And then I want you to sing a spiritual song to the Lord and then let Him sing a spiritual song to you. 
and be filled every moment of every day. Be being filled all the time. See, that's a church in revival. It's not what happens on Sunday that denotes the revival. It's what happens the rest of the week. You take the revival out there with you. And guess what? There's good news. The world's already dead. So when you bring life, it's, it's a lot easier than what you're all going through. <laughs> you better praise the Lord. Yeah. You see, He gets it. This is not complicated, people. He gets it. I love it. He's like, well, this is what you do. Yeah, I'm down with that. Woo! <laughs> Let's be our authentic children's selves. Amen. Mm, thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Tom, could I ask you to come up and speak over your house? Yeah. Amen. Yeah, when we talk about the tabernacle of David, it was just people whose hearts were captivated. And this is what we want. It's for you to learn how to just ditch the, the religion. I know it's safe because you already know what to do. It says do this, do this, do this. If you just do this, hit this button, hit this button, hit this button, and you just go on your day. How many of you are just tired of it? It's exhausting. I shared with them last night uh, for, I don't know, Katie knows this, maybe seven or eight years at the church I led before this church. Every worship leader that came in, I just told them, I said, Hey, I don't know what you think I asked you to do, but what you're doing, I didn't ask you to do. And they're like, what? I said, yeah, you're playing songs. I didn't ask you to play songs. They're like, yeah, you did. I was like, no, I didn't. I just asked you to worship him. Whatever you do in your living room, when no one else is there, just do that. They're like, uh. they just like, just like, no, I can't do that. That's... No, I have to play songs. I go, man, I don't know if you know this, but I know when he's delighted. And when you do that thing you're doing, I'm just telling you, I don't, it's just not, it's not the th same thing if you just stop performing for him. He doesn't want you to perform for him. You don't have to perform for him. David probably didn't sing some of those psalms the first time he turned his gaze towards God. That took time. Some of those psalms, it's like, holy smokes. Like, <laughs> that wasn't the first day. First day was probably sounded like some of us sound. But it was over time he knew how to enter into a place that he was just free. The sheep around him didn't care. He's just harping away. But he had the full attention 
of the creator of the universe. And it's what lifted him into a place to be used as an instrument of God to the world. And I think it's amazing that God still wants to sit on a throne by that man's name. That's, and I'm just telling you, he wants to sit on the throne of your heart. The same throne, David, you know, he wants to sit on David's throne. He wants to sit on your throne, the throne of your heart. And I just love it because that's what I've been doing for years. I didn't, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't know religion. I just met Jesus. Some of you have to undo what you, what you learned and realize it's way more simple than that. You just turn your gaze towards him and just worship him. Sometimes you don't have words, that's fine. Let the Spirit sing. But when words come, let them, let them rise. Amen? And then all of a sudden, you're doing this wonderful dance with him. And it's your day. It's a song in your heart. I'll be singing songs. I'm like, I, I'll find out later that other people have songs with these lyrics in it, but I thought I wrote it. But it was actually the Spirit that wrote it. And someone else also got into that place with him. And there was, I'm like, now I'm pretty sure that was our song. What's the deal? You know, like that's between someone else who's in the Spirit. So someone else is in the Spirit. I'm excited because I think there's thousands of songs represented right here. Thousands of songs. Amen? So even on your car ride, my kids, they know that we sing. I have videos of it. And like they just, just learn to, to be a kid again. Amen? Learn to be a kid again. I love that. My kids already know how to make beat on the guitar band and all that. The, Nehemiah, he's, he likes to rap. And at first I'm like, nah, I don't like it. Because I had to repent for rap, right? I, I, I grew up in Tacoma, so I was like, nah. I, <laughs> someone delivered Tupac out of me, you know what I mean? I was like, get. It's like, come out, bone thugs. Get out of me, you know? Leave me now. <laughs> I'm not even joking. But he starts to sing, and he's, he's singing this. Where's he at? I was going to say, you just come up here. It's like talking about going to the secret place and getting away, but he's doing it with a rap. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, like I didn't, I didn't know this was in him. I'm like, I want to suppress the song because I don't like the way, but he's just connecting to the Lord. And he's writing about the cross of Calvary and the resurrection and all this stuff. And he just goes, give me a beat, Dad. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, give me a beat. And so I was like, okay. And he just starts singing the song. And I'm listening to the lyrics. And I'm like, this is the gospel. It's in him. I said, wow, this is crazy. And I think it's in you as well. Amen? Amen. Your quiet time with the Lord doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be boring. You can bring it to the Lord. Amen? We want to make you a living people but resurrected people. Where it's not you, it's the Spirit living through you. It's where he's singing a song and you think you wrote it 
but it's arising out of him. To you, to him, and prophetically to others around you. Amen? Who's ready to just live a resurrected life? Amen? So here's my challenge. House church leaders, let me see you. Give me house church leaders. Okay. You know what you're doing this Tuesday, right? Come on. If you need gr the garage band or whatever it is, I'm sure Amy, Kendall, John can help you get the three chords going. But uh, I think most of you, you guys are so musical. It's amazing. I'm serious. This Tuesday, that's the challenge, is to come in, begin to lift to the Lord, let him come back, and then begin to prophesy through out to others. Amen? So this Tuesday, don't miss house church. Find one of those guys. There's in every town around here we have house churches. Amen? And let's begin to know, to just put down religion and get into that place where we're literally connecting with God. To him, back, and prophetically out. Amen? Oh, time to go deeper. Time to go higher. <laughs> Which causes the, the dying. Yeah. Also, the last couple weeks... I want you to hear, hear me in this season. All of this is so in tune, right? She didn't know what we've been talking about, being a priest unto God. And from that place of ministering to him, he begins to minister back and out, right? She didn't know that. She just heard God say, I want you to do something. She goes, that's, oh, come on. There's plenty of stuff we can talk about. You want to talk about that? Isn't that a timely word, right? We're talking about this. We're talking about this. We're talking about this. Priests and kings. We have Melchizedek and David. Those are the, the, the two before Jesus. Priest and king. And what are they? What, are, what, is, what is David an imagery of? A priest and a king. The dancing before the, the tabernacle, he's in a priestly garment. That's what he's wearing. Some of us think he was in his underwear. He actually had the priest's garment on. That's what he was wearing. So he's a king with a priest's garment on, worshiping the Lord, dancing before the Lord to celebrating the Lord. And the religious, his wife, was just like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing. David didn't care. He's like, I'll look more of a fool than this. I don't care. I didn't know you were watching. I didn't know anyone else was watching because I wasn't dancing for you. Amen? So we need to just, just stop because you're not dancing for them. I'm not dancing to the world's tune. I'm done doing that, right? Left the city of Cain. Don't want it. Didn't do anything for me. Left me half dead. But Jesus came and picked me up and brought me to the end. Amen? Come on. All right, would you stand up? Yeah, I'm going there. As you go, whether in the morning or the night, some of you are taking that morning and night, right? Just, again, just don't make it a religious thing. Make it a communion thing, okay? This isn't about, I said last week, don't use these things as keys, okay? We'll go, oh, prayer, I learned a key. We're trying to like manipulate God, now, I don't learn, I, if I learn about how this relationship can be 
can flow even better. I don't use them as keys. Right? Huh, I know what to do now. If I do this, this, and this, I get this meal, right? When we get to go to bed, I know what's, you know, all those keys. Don't, don't, don't use them as keys. Don't do that to God. Don't do that to your spouse, and don't do that to God. Okay? No, no, no. Just the joy of communion produces awesome stuff. So when you go tomorrow morning to just begin to don't use it as a oh I'm going to get the presents so then I'm happy today. I got to get there because I don't want to go to work with anxiety. Karen's there. You know, we don't, we don't I got to get some presents so I can last through Karen. We're not doing that. The byproduct is we can handle Karen. Okay? The byproduct is that. Sorry if there's any Karens in the room. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Sorry, Karen. Right? That, that's the byproduct of that coworker. I love the word, by the way. Right? We're just trying to make it through. Our spouse is just currently the thorn in your side, or your your that one coworker that is proud, or you know whatever it is, and you're just like so frustrated that you're ready to quit, and you're just Ugh. so you're like I'm gonna get away with Jesus so I can bear another day. No, 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 no. If you just learn that your whole life is from this place, then your song will come with you into your day. And you might just change Karen's life because Jesus is just abiding on a heart that's yielded. Who's not, how do I deal with Karen? Just captivated by Jesus. There's Karens out there, okay? And God's using them to, to teach you how to love, to make you more like him in that area. I've been perfected by the Karens. I've, I've passed many tests. I went lower and lower and lower and lower and loved more and more and more and more. And I'm the better for it. I'm thankful for those people. I count it joy. Amen. I was able to do it, not because of a key, but because of a lifestyle. I need him with or without Karen. But now I can see Jesus in Karen. My whole life is different because I've been with him. So when I look at you, no matter how messed up you are, no matter how much you're pulling or frustrating, I just see Jesus. Right? So don't use it as a key. Use it as your life. I'm challenged in this season that you have a portion of time that you are dedicating to the Lord because I felt like the Lord told me to praying in the Spirit, worshiping in the Spirit. Okay? Just to teach you how to enter into a, a, a new dimension with God. Okay? And to build you up in preparation for this season. Okay? And out of that place, songs and adoration and intercession and supplication will arise. Let it arise, but you're not trying to, if I do this, then I can just relax. Just rest. I love that from, from Kelsey. Just rest in him and let that place overflow. Amen? Amen. Lift your hands. I want to pray a blessing over you. Charlie May, I bless you. 
May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine on you. May he be gracious to you. Lord, I ask for grace to increase on each of them in this season. Let your grace promote them in this season. Let your grace divinely empower them in this season to be like you. I ask that you lead them by your spirit and clothe them in your peace. I ask this, take them deeper into your heart to make them one with you. I pray this in Jesus' name.